Hi, this is PJ Ewing, the host of the Bees Knees podcast. I am so happy to be here today with you. I've got a terrific interview with W.L. Bain, a gentleman from Hockley, Texas, who had more of an adventure than he'd like with his right total knee replacement, but got there all the same. It took a few more months than expected and a couple other procedures along the way, but he got there. W.L. had a knee surgery in November, a manipulation and arthroscopy in December, a second manipulation at the end of January, and then found the X10 and the rest, uh, as they may say, is history. W.L. was a favorite of everyone with whom he worked at X10. From Cork Burroughs to David Lahman to Trisha Lahman, our entire team was just entranced by him. And in fact, we're all big W.L. fans at this point. And I was just so pleased that he would grant us 30 minutes to talk about his recovery and his experience with the X10, as well as just overall recovery. So no more from me. Let's listen to my interview with W.L. Bain from Hockley, Texas. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hi, this is PJ Ewing. I'm here in New York City, the big bad city, and I'm here with W.L. Bain, a recent X10 patient and success story. And you are in, are you in Hockley right now? Yes, uh, I live on my farm out of Hockley. I, that's about 27 miles out of here. So you are really kind of a pioneer. Uh, we didn't have anybody in your area until you and now the phone lines have opened and it's, the waterfall is the dam is broken i guess and, and we're starting to get a lot of requests so it's it's you're you're the first of, of many i see well i'll um, tell but, you bj go ahead the the, uh, the the people i've talked to i don't know how many people about the x10 it, it's just phenomenal and uh, i just wished everybody could have it uh, this conversation is going to help this conversation is going to help that because, you know, in these talks, we're, we spread the word and one by one and we reach out to the surgeons and, you know, we'll talk about that too. Uh, but, you know, before we get into that, let's, let's hear something about you and your background and what you've done in your life and uh, let all the listeners get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I was born in, in Houston, uh, Northwest Houston, which was what we called out in the country at that time. Uh, and we had a dairy, and uh, we uh, we were out, which is now just a big part of Houston. But uh, back in the 40s and early 50s, it was very uh, rural. And uh, was raised there, uh, graduated from high school, and uh, went off to college. The university graduated in the late 60s with a, a marketing degree. And... Uh, I've done numerous things. I've started in the insurance uh, business with Travelers Insurance, uh, changed from Travelers to Allstate. I had my own insurance business and wanted to go into industrial sales and uh, started um, with an air conditioning coil manufacturing company. I traveled 28 states. And back then in the early 70s, uh, you, you really were on the road for 28 days, 29 days, from the East Coast, one trip, and then the West Coast. I did that for a couple of years, and was very young and did very well, but it uh, burned out and uh, ended up uh, working uh, for a valve company here steel process valves. I was a salesman calling on refineries like Dow Chemical, DuPont's, uh, Celanese, and... Uh, ended up opening my own valve repair business. I was very aggressive and uh, did that for a few years, sold the business. I ended up going into uh, landscaping. I hired architects and we have Texas A&M here, which is a huge uh, university. And I hired a degreed horticulturist and had a large operation for a few years. And uh, literally tired of that and uh, sold it didn't sell my land i've always kept my properties I, I bought, but uh sold that and then started a company called industrial specialties and 
ended up selling to uh, mining companies around the world. We purchased uh, everything. And uh, I just sold that company two years ago. And so basically that's where I'm at now. I'm up at my farm. And <laughs> that's where I'm going to stay. <laughs> After all the travel. Uh, interesting. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It was all, all uh, it was all sales. I enjoyed communications and people. And that's how you move products. Uh, what did you sell to mining companies? Everything. Uh, we, you know, if you're familiar with them, you, you've got, uh, they, they were mainly gold and copper mines. Uh, they set up their own business. It 15 years to, uh, after their surveys and getting the papers and such to do it. And uh, we would sell everything from heavy equipment to the mining camps to the automobiles to you name it. A lot of parts for the, a lot of these parts are very old. It takes a lot of research to find equipment when they break down everything's done through computers it's not done through voice communication mm-hmm. due to their locations well the um the x10 machine uh is the brainchild of my father as you know paul ewing and yes. his company nss industries in michigan before x10 the company that he sold and built up about a hundred million dollar company in the end they made mining bits and they made millions and millions of these mining yeah. bits that went all around the world to go into the, the, the machines to go carve out the mines and exactly. drilling. And so they, they were, it was one of their product lines, but um, the X10 technology, the thinking, the patents, the pressure, all the things that we do with that machine that you used actually came from some of the thinking behind cold forming machines that yeah. smash coils of steel into parts they're heat treated yeah. or, you know, whatever treated, and then they're, you know, sent out to be used in, in mining bases, one of their products. So it's, it's interesting that we cross paths that way a little bit way well, back when. Can, I, I tell you what, uh, everyone should be thankful. <laughs> invented. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot, of, a lot of people now know, you know, you'd never know in industrial manufacturing, you know, where stuff comes from, and it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's, you know, it's made well, whatever. But in this case, you, you know, the thinking that was way back when and helping mind bits come to fruition, you know, now is in, in a machine that helps people directly on their knees recover. Well, you so know, interesting. PJ, you know, from your day, it's a very proprietary type business. You can't cold call these people hardly. You've got to have contacts just due to their locations. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them yeah. are out of Canada uh, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the owners and such. We really didn't do mines in the U.S., we did everything overseas in South America and such. I see. I see. Um, wow. So, I mean, many, many companies um, selling them along the way. It sounds like you kind of got bored with them over time and moved on to the next thing. Well, on my companies, yeah, I would just get tired, yeah. And uh, it wasn't that I knew a lot about it, but I had a lot of drive. And I would go to work for people and learn the business and then, go into it. I'm glad I did that when I was younger because I don't have the drive now to start over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, wow. Well, uh, let, let's go on and let's, well, let's focus our attention then on your yeah. knee, your right knee. Sure. And what led up to the need for a surgery uh, and some of the things that happened to that knee. So it wasn't right. It wasn't just arthritis. It was a couple other things that happened. No, no, yeah. no. Tell us that story. Uh, no, I, I started, I, I ran track in high school and I jogged a lot in college and I just continued through the years. Uh, you really didn't have, this was in the sixties and seventies and uh, just a lot of wear that I wasn't paying any attention to. I didn't have any trouble. And, um, uh, Somewhere around in the early 90s, I was doing an evening run, and I ran on concrete, you know, down roads and such. And uh, I jumped up on a curb to avoid a car that honked at me. And when I jumped back off the curb, I felt something in the right knee. And um, instead of going to the doctor, I ran about another 12 months. Uh, I got to where I was using a one of those braces on the knee to run they got so bad that I went to an orthopedic surgeon and uh, they did an x-ray and 
and I had meniscus tears. And so I finally, in 93, had the first surgery uh, on the, uh, the uh, knee. But when he got in there, I had run so long, I had bone chips under the kneecap. And, and uh, so it was... Uh, uh, it was successful, but it so happened the day that I had the surgery, uh, one of my office people picked me up, take me home, and uh, I lived in a gated community, and, and they had a, we had our air conditioners were up in the attics, they were large two-story homes, and uh, I opened the door on crutches. They told me, go home and go to bed. Well, the air conditioner drain pan had overflowed, and it dropped my ceiling upstairs, and I was still deadened. I just got out of surgery that morning. I threw those crutches down. <laughs> I worked for about two or three hours pulling carpet upstairs because I couldn't feel anything. And uh, boy, was that a mistake. I mean, mm. it really set me back. And uh, it took months for that need to uh, recover. And uh, I never ran after that. I, I did a lot of walking over the years and uh i do a lot of i've done a lot of lifting weights and and uh worked up here on my farm for years before i even moved i like outdoors a lot i was always in sales but i like working and so just due to wear and such around uh 2000 and i had had shots uh cortisone shots in it over the years right and, um, i was walking three to four miles daily but it just got to where around 212 or so it was hurting so bad, I, I'd stop walking. Uh, I could walk, but I, it, it was difficult. And uh, I ended the walking, I didn't realize this on my knee, was causing severe problems with my right hip and the lower lumbar, three, four, or five, I have some problems there. So I'd gone to a neurologist and uh, they were telling me I did have some problems. They didn't think I needed surgery. And I ended up getting uh, injections in my back, which, uh, which did help me. But at the same time, the, the injections in my knee were not really working any longer. So um, I sort of uh, talked to a doctor who is the Rockets uh, doctor here in Houston, the Houston Rockets, I talked him into doing another meniscus on the knee, hoping that it could help. Well, that was in 216, and uh, he told me that uh, there was just nothing left, uh, even after the surgery. And uh, so I ended up uh, in uh, 218 having the uh, replacement surgery done. And uh, there was a problem when I had the surgery uh, they kept me overnight in the hospital and sent me home the next day and they wanted me to come back in 10 days and uh, so when I went back they gave me an order to start therapy knowing well, let, let me um, now, uh, let me jump in let me jump in before yeah. you go into that if you don't mind sorry to do yeah. that to you but um, yeah so this I'm, I'm just interested in this 2012 to 2018 time frame because yeah. it seems like that you stopped walking and you you're doing injections it was just cortisone did you, or did you try any other injections like hyaluronic acid that no, they, didn't believe in, they didn't want to that, do, okay uh, they, they didn't want to do those injections no it was the uh the steroid injection okay and, uh, there's a well-known doctor here in the houston medical center that does the uh, injections into the back and uh, they helped me so much what what happened to me PJ is I would uh, I felt so good again <laughs> I would get up and uh, start working like there was nothing wrong and uh, mm -hmm. you know, I had to go back in the third time he told me don't come back um, that, that uh, you know that wasn't repairing it it was just helping it and yeah so I put up with a lot of pain between that time I just was reluctant to have a knee replacement, and I waited a long time to do you it. You could have, you could have, by doctor's advice, done it a few years earlier. Do you think? Or oh yes, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. I okay. sure I could have, but uh, okay. The and the, and it was a. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, the circumstances 
what I found out after the surgery, it wouldn't really help me that much uh, because of the scarring issues I have, the extreme mm-hmm. fast scarring. Mm-hmm. So you you knew that at the time that you scarred quickly? Was that something that was a factor? I did not of the... know that. Uh, mm. But when I, when I was in that car accident, when I broke my femur, I was uh, you know, a sophomore in high school, um, unbeknown to me at that time, at that time, but we found that out later during this surgery, that uh, during those, it, in sitting there, that was in 1961, they, it was a compound fracture of the right femur, and they, I, of course, I had severe injuries, I about died, I had other injuries, but when they operated in those days, they cut you on the side of, the outside of your uh your leg on your femur on, on the right leg, they cut you from the knee to the hip. Then they take a 17 inch pin and lay it against the femur. And then they cut your hip and these have threads on them and they pull it up and then they drive it through the femur. So I had that in there a year and it, a year later, they went back in through my, the top of my hip and, and ex- extracted a 17-inch pen. I've still got it. It's solid stainless. It's big around as your little finger. Oh. And uh, that, unbeknown to me, that messed up the I-band. It caused a lot of scarring in that leg. They had to cut through all the muscles in the IT band. I didn't I know that until all this happened uh, when I had the knee surgery. Interesting. It comes back to get you even even it so many years later. And, and they didn't even recognize that. Whether the surgeon that did the surgery really thought nothing about it. He just recognized all those scars I'd had a broken femur. But it caused such scarring that um, when they went in there, uh, it, it was really it was a problem for me right after the surgery. So, so this 17 all... days before I started rehab. Right. So, so here we are now back in 2018, late 2018 after – this six-year time November frame. November 26th, yeah. Right, was right. Surgery. Last question, so though, about happened, that time. Well, well, one more question I'm, before that. Before that, yeah. I'm, I'm just so annoying, aren't I? I just I won't let you talk. Um, no, but, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm, I'm uh, interested in this. You're being such an active person, athletic, out of doors. You've got this six-year time frame building up to the 1126 surgery on your right knee, okay? did. Right. You know, you mentioned pain, you mentioned cortisone shots, you mentioned trying to get right back into it. Uh, But I I believe in 2012, you said you stopped walking. Did you start to see other things that were declining? Did you gain weight? Was the lack of normal mobility starting to get to you in any other way? When I say I stopped walking, I don't mean I I meant walking long miles, like five miles a day. No, gotcha. yeah, I mean, I didn't have any problem working. I, I, okay. In fact, one of my main problems is I kept working, <laughs> really. Right. Uh, I was still even worked through the pain. I was very active. Uh, okay. I just couldn't jog, and I couldn't do long walks like exercise. Got it. Okay. But, uh, I've always been in pretty good shape. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, okay. it isn't that I laid around and sat in a wheelchair or anything. So you went into surgery in decent shape. You know, kind of oh, made yeah. you made your way through the pain over the last you know those six years. So eleven twenty six, yeah. you go into surgery. All right. So after all my interruptions, my annoying interruptions, tell us the story then from from surgery going forward. Then, yeah. Well, we had the surgery. They kept me overnight, sent me home, and uh, they had me come back in ten days. Well, it was extremely painful afterwards. Uh, and uh, this was uh, Memorial Herman. Is that where you had it? Yes, Memorial Herman in what's called that's a north it's kind of a west on I ten. It's uh, uh, there's a large Memorial Herman is a large hospital group here. Most of my doctors are downtown Houston in what we call the medical center. It's probably the largest in the world. Uh, and uh, but I had it done by a, a very highly recommended doctor, and uh, the surgery went well. Uh, but it was just the, uh, I didn't get in rehab. They, I went back to see them in 10 days and they gave me an order for a physical therapy 
and uh, there is a new Herman Hospital up here by my farm, and so uh, I had rehabbed there on the meniscus surgery that, that I told you I had a year prior, and so I went back there. They couldn't see me for seven days, so that put me 17 days out when I was starting. And wow. as I started, I mean, you just couldn't bend it. And all physical therapy, I've been through quite a few therapies, and they don't have the machines they have. They're trying to use, uh, they're trying to break through uh, light scarring and uh, to get your flexion and your extensions by, by using certain different procedures. Well, mine was not going well, and the pain was on the inside of the, uh, of the right knee, so, I mean severe. When they would try to crank it, I was probably at 55 or 60 degrees at that time, and uh, it was extremely painful. So I, I kept calling the doctor's office and telling them I thought something had gone wrong in the surgery. Uh, I just couldn't force the, uh, the knee, and uh, they finally had me come back in it was so bad that uh, on December 31st, uh, well, a week before, I went back in, and they just said, we're going to have to uh, put you back in the hospital, and we're going to do what's called a manipulation. I knew what that was. They put you out, and they literally bend it, the physically take the knee, put their arms under it, and, and try to get as much flexion as they can. Well, when we got to the hospital that morning, uh, the surgeon came by as they were preparing me. He felt of it and said, we're going to have to uh, do, uh, so we can't, uh, we can't manipulate this knee. So they went back in orthoscopically, put two holes in the front of my knee, one on the left side and one on the right, and tried to cut out as much of the scarring as they could. And there were tremendous amounts of blood and fluids above the knee they tried to suction that and so that was the last day of the year of 218 and uh, when i woke up it was just as painful as you just had the surgery again they told me it was just like starting over and he told me he could only get a little over 100 degrees of flexion so they just tell you well you got to start so i started on a day after the first on the second i was back in uh, uh, rehab and it was extremely painful and they kept trying to push me you know for more for more flexion mm-hmm. and by this time um, I, I was wondering what in the heck because I was having tremendous pain and I was using a walker and um, and I have a high pain tolerance uh, mm-hmm. but and I started thinking I've got to find something. And I, around that time is when I started looking on the Internet. Uh, I see. I see. And I ran across a blog. I don't remember. Uh, it was a lady talking about this X-10. And I don't remember the exact time frame then. Uh, a week or so went by, and I was uh, considering the X-10. And... By the end of January, the doctor put me back in the hospital for the third time and went for another manipulation. They told me, we are not going back in that knee. It is too dangerous, an infection. We don't like going in. They've already done another procedure on it. And so they tried to get a manipulation. They put me out again. They could only get to 105. And at that time is when I got in touch with you and yeah probably around the 10th of january or so and you were gracious to call me back uh and you told me you were trying to explain the machine i just said get me one <laughs> get it down here and PJ, i don't I need to hear that, that, that you've never been in texas uh and you told me said this is just unbelievable we've just had the first two machines yeah. ever in the state of texas and right uh, that's how we we started <laughs> so it was uh it was uh it's funny just going back because um, i i know the story but i i don't remember every little detail actually and this is great to refresh my memory but it was just about a month after the the total knee replacement that they did the manipulation and the arthroscopy they went in and cut 
on the 31st of it, December. Yeah, it put two holes in the front of my knee. Yeah. Right, and they went yeah. in there. And, and then, that's a, before wow, the end fast. of January, they had me in for the third time. Right, yeah, so they did the, and they just did an MUA, and I understand we've been in there, WL, we don't want to get in there again and, and do surgery, but we'll bend it for you, trying to give you another restart. So it's a second manipulation, not invasive in that case. And, you know, it's just and getting worse. And they only got to 105. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is not good. What the, not a good story. You know, PJ, what they told me after all this, that they really thought I would never, never uh, recover uh, from past maybe 100 or so. Because when, when you... When you go into surgery, and or they do their, what they call their manipulations, I actually came to, after the second manipulation, uh, the, the last time I was in, I watched them do a manipulation. I was mm-hmm. awake looking across the hall. It's just the physical bending is, uh, of the knee, and they could only get 105 out of me uh, after this. And uh, they more or less told me, you're just going to have to... Uh, good luck, we're going to have to go through physical therapy. And that was it. They weren't going back in the knee. You, uh, you, you know, you are now at this point, you know, six, eight, ten weeks into this, an expert. I mean, you, you know what the manipulation does. You've been through oh, PT. You're a pro. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. well, you, but in terms of the recovery, I mean, you have to do it every day, every other day in the clinic. I mean, you, you've been going at it hard. And it's just, it's going the, it's going the wrong way. Three times a week going to physical yeah. therapy, and they were not getting anywhere until the painful 70s. Um, wow. And you wow. know, when you get, when you can, when I can crank your knee, you're not going to be able to bend it to that. It's right. using pressure to, right. to get you there. Uh, wow. So, so you, you, we speak, we figure out, you know, a way to get an X10 machine to you. And by um, this time, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but go, I, you I go. had watched every video, read everything. Uh, it, it was like I was back doing research papers for a master's. Uh, it, you know, when wow. you know you're gonna, a lot of people that are hearing this may not remember a show called Gunsmoke. Uh, there was a, a, a character under Marshall Dillon called Chester Good, and he had a stiff leg. And I kept thinking, I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. This is crazy. Uh, because the physical therapy wasn't working. And um, I'll say this. When I finally called, you immediately, I think the next day, called me back. And uh, uh, I was so worried. I wanted a machine. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. Because what I'd read uh, about what people were talking about, what it had done for Yeah, and, you know, I think a few years ago I would be – a little bit white as a ghost, you know, three years ago, we had some patients calling in with real emergencies. And I think we were relatively new at this role of uh, helper fixer doing an intervention like this. We were used to just, you know, recovery right after a surgery, and it's a little bit more cut and dried. Uh, But we found ourselves in this position of trying to come in and save the day, not to be too dramatic, but but no, uh, but it it would be it does. Mm hmm. Yeah, it, it makes me, it, it scares me. It used to scare me a lot. Now I have great confidence. You know, okay, I, I don't pretend to be a medical expert or have all the knowledge about what, what this machine is going to do exactly for each patient. But I do know that, you know, we have people with a variety of different kinds of problems, different circumstances, uh, and this thing has been able to help them dramatically. The one, there is one common thread, though, WL, and that is the delay in your case it might be that you created scar tissue long ago and then it came back you know with a vengeance right after surgery but there was a delay in your initial therapy you know there was a 17 day delay and that you can in hindsight i guess you can look right at that time frame and say well shoot if we had gotten the x10 in there before surgery you came home to the x10 there's a chance and again i'm not going to pretend to play doctor here, but there's a chance we might have avoided a lot of this trouble. No, I have no doubt, PJ. I would, uh, if I have to have the left knee done, I will have that at least a week before and get started on it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's no doubt in my mind 
man, I would not have recovered. I've told more friends of mine. I've told my doctors. In fact, that uh, we may be jumping ahead, but the the uh, both of the doctors. I went to a second doctor to get an opinion, uh, and I can get into what I thought I why you picked the machine up the first time, if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep the story going. I want to hear I want to hear yeah. everything. Yeah. So so uh, finally, when you call me and you told me I can't believe this that we don't have we just had the first two machines ever in Texas you know and and I kept saying well well, get me one down here get it over here and uh, you told me once the first one came open you emailed me and told me you're on the list and so I I, it was on a Saturday or Sunday that uh the gentleman that normally delivers for you was on a delivery, and a friend of his delivered it on uh, January 31st. Um, uh, he got it here late one evening, and uh, he showed me how. And the people in in uh, Florida, um, Dave and Trisha, yeah, Dave and Trisha, very nice, great people, great people, and uh, the. Uh, they got on the phone with me, and we hooked it up, and uh, I uh, started that night. I got to uh, uh, an 80-83-degree, 80 and um, that was really pushing it. That was painful. but um, So I got it on the 31st of January, and I mean, I used it and uh, started working it. And it was it was painful, but I w- it was working, and I was still going to physical therapy, and I had purchased. Uh, I've gone to a chiropractor for years, not a, not doing the cracks. He's a acupuncturist, and also he's got about a thirty five thousand dollar laser that he uses. He's a sports chiropractor, and he's had these surgeries. He's had two knee replacements, shoulders replacements, played football in college, and. Uh, so I was going to him, and he told me when I before I had this, you need to purchase an Airdyne Seven. He has one in his office, and it's a spin. It's like a spinning bike, except instead of the wheel, you've got a large fan. And Swin makes it's called an Airdyne Seven. Well, I I couldn't use it. I knew that right after because it, it's the stroke of like being on a bike. But I got it when I reached that point. I could. Um, I was going to really get on it and work it. Well, when my knee wasn't ready, but when I started on your uh, X10, it started working for me, and I worked it every day, and they would keep in touch with me. That's one thing. Uh, I would say you've got a great support staff um, that uh, calls and checks in. You can call them, and uh, uh, I'd get up. I got to where I couldn't sometimes sleep. Uh, uh, I'd get up at four in the morning being there on that machine. <laughs> no get, kidding. You want to get the with with the problem I was having. Uh, I just thought I've got to give it all I can, and uh, so we went through the month of uh, February, and by towards the twentieth or so, I was up to around 120, which the doctors, I was going back to see them, they were just blown away. And I was telling them about the extent therapy, and they were very interested. Because I could tell, they, they thought I was going to be one of those, you were just going to be uh, gimped up. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And because they weren't going back in. You know, they had already made that clear. And once they saw me, uh, when I say I was at 120, I wasn't physically bending it. The machine would take me there. Passively, uh, not actively, yeah. Passively, yes. And and so uh, we're into the whole month of February, and then I was just loving it. It was still stiff, and it's – doctors were saying that probably around the 20th, 20th or so. I had taken myself up a couple of times to 126 and 127. Um, uh, that it well, probably wasn't anything, but I got there, and uh, uh, then I dropped back down to. I would keep it. I would start off around 100 towards the end of February, 
uh, and work real quickly up into, say, around 120 and then do that for maybe 30 or 40 minutes. And on one morning there around the 21st or maybe a little earlier, the 20th or 19th, I got a good feel that morning, and I thought, I'm going to get on that bike after I got off the machine. And I was rotating. I could do a full rotation at that time on the bike. And and what happened, I felt so good that morning, I thought, well, I'll just stand up on it. Uh, And so I stood up and was going to do like you would take off on a bike. And I stood up, and when I did that full rotation, it popped. It hurt so bad the outside of the right knee. I thought I had ripped the knee out of the bone. It, it, huh. it hurt so bad. So that's going through that. I couldn't even walk hardly. I called the doctor, told him I think I've messed this knee up. And uh, between that period, I got to, I, it hurt so bad. That's when I called you and said, this is a big problem here, and I'm not going to be, I couldn't use the machine. I couldn't hardly walk. Right. And um, so when you picked the machine up, uh, between that time, I went to the doctor uh, right after it was picked up, and they told me, you didn't pull your knee. They x-rayed it, and I went to the second orthopedic to get a second opinion, and he was an ex-football, a pro football player. He had had meniscus surgeries on his knees. He said, W.L., what you did, you scarred terribly. And from your femur, the break on the femur, what you did, that IT band, he said, you didn't break it. What you did, you broke all that scar tissue. Uh, And he said that X10 was breaking it smaller, you know, breaking it and letting you get those degrees. And then when you got on that bike and put that stress on it, it just ripped it. Now, it hurt, yes, but it was actually good that it did that. And that's when, that is when, within four days, I was calling you back pleading. Hey, <laughs> yeah, this is where it gets painful for me because cause we did not have a machine for oh. a bunch of weeks and you wanted it back you know, you get and to where, you get it. to where you got to have it you know you, I thought of all the stupid things I did letting that machine get out of here and uh, that was in that was on the 22nd uh, when it was picked up and uh, when I got it back it was uh, April 3rd and I was looking here on my sheets that uh, I, I started in like 120, uh, and every, within the third day, I was at 130 every day. Now, can I do it on my own? No, but I can get awfully close if I really put pressure bending down. And I went back to my doctor, and they are just blown away. Uh, they, they told me, they said, that machine, it, it, it's phenomenal. And... Uh, well, we're knocking on their door now. Both both of these doctors and the uh, the PA at the clinic, and we're we're really trying to connect the dots on the sales front. But you know, to, this is an opportunity for us. They, yeah. it, oh, their 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 ties they have, in in especially in a city like Houston, uh, uh, they. It, I, I'll tell you. I'm just marvel over your machine. It, it, it saved me. It's it's changed me uh, where I can do everything again, climb stairs. And, and, of course, it takes around, I think, 12 months. You're probably better at this than I, but what I've been told before you don't even realize it, you know, that it, mm-hmm. it takes time totally. But uh, uh, I, I'm just so elated, and, and I can't thank you enough for uh, – I know I was bothering you probably the last two months <laughs> get a machine. Um, I just felt bad. I just felt like, you know, I was so regretful just like you. Why did we, you know, we took it away. We, we thought I you were done. And, right oh. after, uh, yeah, I was worried that I had broken something and I wasn't going to be able to use it. But thank God it's, uh, I haven't used it since last Saturday. And uh, it's uh I would tell anyone, and I'd be glad to talk to people, that, gosh, you should really have it before you go into surgery. I, I think uh, if I would have had this, 
even if I score quickly, if I would have had it ahead of time, I know this wouldn't have happened like this. But the the second Dr. Campbell told me he's not sure the way I score if it, he said I think with the machine it would have helped you, but normally I would have scored anyway. You know, in other words, it was 17 days where he said that was way too long. But he said, I think you scored up again when they did the uh, arthroscopics on you. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it scarred immediately again. When they were trying to, to cut the scarring out of the knee. Uh, it's so hard for us. You know, we're not covered by insurance yet. We're just working on it. We had a big meeting at Medicare, believe it or not. Um, so there's progress on that front. But and it's hard to, you know, be I don't want to be too convincing when I say you should have this machine. It's really, but well, in I've, this case, I've, it certainly I've would have avoided. I've, I've already had people that want the best. I've given your number to that uh, uh, friends. I have friends who's going to have surgery. Everyone in my age range, and I'm very blessed. I, I really am to be in the physical condition I am. I'll be 74 in June. And um uh, I'm just so thankful. But without this machine, I I would not be there. I really wouldn't. And when you know that you're going to be crippled for the rest of your life, I found out meeting people in therapy, PJ, uh, physical therapy, and this isn't condemning people, but a lot of people that that get up into the 60s, 70s, they're not going to do physical exercise. A lot of them never have. And what this machine could do for someone like that uh, change the course of their life. I mean, uh, you have the advantage of being athletic and having worked out and you did track and, you know, you're, uh, you know, obviously in a very active person. And for those that are not by they're nature, not. most active, people in that age are not. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What the, what the PA was telling me, you know, what that would help. And I agree uh, what that would help people that because if you've never really done any outside or or, or work down, you're not going to start. And what you're going to do is go one hour a week for physical therapy, and that's not going to recover a knee. <laughs> you know? uh, I think the way I'm feeling now, you have to keep this up from now on uh, as far as keeping rotations on your knee and such. No. The, the airdyne is going to be the key. Now, you're still using oh, that, I would guess. Been, oh, I use it every day. Yeah. Right. How, yeah. how much time uh, do you spend on that now? Anywhere from 20 to 35 minutes. Nice. Uh, nice. You know, I, I've, I've gone longer. I've got to where on the, uh, on the X10, I've gone an hour. Or, you know, mainly it was about 50 to 60 minutes. But uh, I got to... I was so excited that uh, sometimes I was up at four in the morning in there on it. Um, well, how often did you do it a day, would you say? Well, due to my schedule, and when I say I sold my company, I still go, I have commercial rent properties, and I've got, I, I've never moved, I own my office where I'm at, where in Houston, uh, I still go there. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, due to that, and I have other, uh, commitments. I wasn't the stay at home where I could just stay in here all the time. Some days I could get in. What I would basically do is get get in it, do one early in the morning, leave, and then come back at three or four, do an hour, and then maybe nine o'clock at night or so, do another hour. Right. Um, and some days I would do just one. I, I just didn't, I was gone all the time. Uh, uh, you know, I, I still have a lot of things I do. And Describe uh, the, and what I, about the pain level, WL? How how far did you push yourself into pain on the machine? Well, uh, it was uh, going into the 120s. Uh, I was pushing into pounds. You know, I, I know people that aren't familiar with the machine, but it works off of pressure. And I was manipulating the pressure up pretty high. To get it, you know, to get into the um, get in the twenties, right. range. But when I broke through that IT band, uh, when I tore that, uh, I didn't tear the band. When I tore the tissues, I mean that hurt. Like mm. <laughs> I couldn't even I jump off. 
tried to jump off of the swing. I couldn't oh get off that seat. Uh, but after about four days, and like Dr. Campbell told me, that pain actually was a good thing. I mean, it hurt like the devil, but it tore that, that on the IT band had such scarring. The, the I-10 broke the left side that was so painful. I couldn't even feel the, the right side at first. The, the, my interior, I kept thinking they needed to go back and do surgery to take, to take a, it was the scarring that was happening that was causing so much pain. And with, without the X-10, their physical therapy could not have broken through those. Uh, it, you know, it, it's things. very interesting. If you think about it, you got the machine in the, at the end of uh, beginning of February, and you're at 83 degrees. You got to 120. You popped that IT. You couldn't use the machine, and it goes away. That yeah. popping, that moment, you know, a month later, even after you had gotten to the 120s, you know, on the X10, um, that was almost like another manipulation. In this case, without it, anesthesia. Well, that's that's what Dr. Campbell told me. It hurt. It was the worst pain. It was as bad as the surgery. And uh, it wouldn't go away for about 30 or 40 minutes. I, it didn't go away. It just, where well, I couldn't walk well, I had to go back on my walker for wow. about three or four days. And then when, when I found out, I was so scared I had pulled the the the, uh, the uh, knee out of the bone or something mm-hmm. because it hurt mm-hmm. so bad. But what it did, he told me, you actually tore that IT band goes from the hip all the way on the side to the bottom of your knee and that's where it I actually heard it pop, pop like uh, wow you you know I say you heard it you may have internally heard it you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah you knew something I had ripped and I didn't think about scar tissue <laughs> uh, but that's what happened I had such severe scarring and he said using that x10 pushing it and then when I got on that swing it just ripped the rest of it and, right uh, it still swells uh, it's going to do that, you know, when I put it through the, the when I was doing 130. But I'm telling you, PJ, for the last seven days I used the machine this time, a week ago Saturday, uh, I, uh, uh, man, I could start off at about 100, 115 or so, and I'd work up a degree or two at a time. And by the time i get to 130, I'd let it work for about 30 minutes at that. Wow. And, uh, I was so pleased. <laughs> I had the television on, and I'd have an iPad there sometimes, and I would just be in, like, ecstasy, <laughs> thinking, man, I didn't even notice that. I'm at 130. <laughs> and, you, know, you just felt oh, great. 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 So I'm very pleased, and uh, I just thank you and uh, your dad for uh, inventing something like this. Uh, Everyone needs this, really. Uh, you know, uh, my dad told me something. He lived to be 95 years old, very active. He had both knees done at 85, both at one time. Wow. And uh, uh, he told me, what is money if you don't have your health? And that's how I've always really thought about it. What is I... money is to have money without having health. He said, I would rather yeah. live under a bridge and be healthy and, uh, and I agree with that philosophy, with that, that train of thought. I can imagine how worried you were when this was all. I mean, you spend six years figuring this out. You finally get it done in 2018, oh. and then it then this happens. I mean, it goes south, and and, hmm. and you know, it was. I was depressed. I I will admit that, and I'm not a type person to really get depressed. I was so depressed because I'm so active, and. Uh, I was thinking, I'm going to be crippled the rest of my life. Because they told me, we're not going back in there. There's nothing else we can do. You're going to have to do it through physical therapy. Well, yeah. don't screw this up now. My goodness. I mean, you know, you've gotten this far and everything is good. And I know, I just, I'm worried about you fall, jumping off another curb and running for another 12 months. Oh, <laughs> you don't laughed. do it. The, 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 you would have laughed. There's a doctor here in Houston in my chiropractor told me his name maybe three or four years ago, and he kept saying Dr. Doctor. And I said, Robert, what is the man's name? Why are you calling him Doctor? He said his name is Uday Doctor, and D-O-C-T-O-R. And uh, 
uh, he's the one that does the injections. He's an anesthesiologist specializing in, uh, he's with what's called the uh, Houston Orthopedics here. It's another big hospital downtown Houston, and they're strictly orthopedic specialists. And uh, he does those uh, those injections. What got him irritated at me, I would feel so good, uh, I would get out and act like, and <laughs> I went back in three months in a row, one month at a time, <clears throat> have those injections. They put you out with propofol, and they do it with this high-density X-ray machine over your, uh, uh, where they're directionally going in wherever your levels are. And uh, it's not like they're doing it with you awake. It's just a fast procedure, about a 20-minute procedure. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but now the knee injections, uh, those really never bothered me. Uh, no. You know, they just shoot you in the knee. But uh, I guess got to where mine was too wore out. And I had that doctor do a meniscus. He really didn't want to, and I was hoping that would help me, but it didn't. It was nothing, nothing left. Well, I hope you don't have to do the other knee. I mean, I, no, this, this I has been a, but, nothing but of I, What I won't do, I, and, and at my age, I'm not going to wait if I feel any wear, and they've looked at it. It has some wear. But uh, if it does, I mean, I will not wait uh, three or four more years. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to do that. Uh, no. You get into an area, you're getting so old, using a general anesthesia can be a problem. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. it may if I wait too long, PJ, I wouldn't know who you were talking to. You. That's <laughs> right. We'll, we'll, we'll have PJ. Who? What? Yeah, I know it. <laughs> I said I, I, my knees well, but I don't know who you are. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Well, but, uh, this has been I, really I hope fun. that you can really get the word around here in the medical center. They yeah. would be. Uh, I've talked to, like I said, the two doctors, uh, and uh, I just know once they hear about it, uh, they know all their other colleagues are the same field. The opportunity is right now. It is. And and you're a catalyst. You you know, you've created businesses. One way or the other, you're kind of helping us create our business in your area. And we want to, I want to carpe diem, seize this moment and, uh, our team is, is thinking about you and thinking about your recovery and the surgeons that you've pointed us to and the PA and you know we're we're on it and I I want to I'll keep you posted along the way because this, dude, is, a, this dude, is a wonderful if I can opportunity. Help anyway, I will, PJ. Y'all y'all have been fantastic and uh, well, we I can't thank we love you. you. Yeah, and Trish and Dave were were you know you know loved interacting with you and Cork as well. He's been oh, you know re- talking about They're you all a lot. Fantastic. They're all fantastic. If I can help, you let me know. Uh, uh, I really appreciate you all. Well, thank you, W.L., and I appreciate you doing the interview, and um, it's been really, really fun talking to you. Thank you. Look forward to hearing from you. Take care. To learn more, visit x10therapy.com, 1-855-910-5633. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. X10, back to full strength.